Welcome to the Struggling Pastors Podcast, real conversations about ministry and life. My name is Tian Doan, and I am a struggling pastor. Today, we're going to talk about burnout, ministry burnout. It's going to be a solo episode, but I was motivated uh, about with this topic um, because of just conversations with uh, several of my friends in ministry and have been just noticing this, this, um, I guess this pattern that people are struggling. Um, pastors are struggling and it's hard to talk about, you know, if you're a pastor and you're having a hard time, like, like, who do you talk to? Um, we're almost a year into this, this pandemic. Uh, it is, yes, it's, it's 11 months into this. So, like, how do you how do you deal with this? How do you deal with all the the constant pressure and demands on you uh, of caring for people? I read some statistics about about burnout in general. Teachers and professors, uh, twenty to thirty percent of them experience burnout in their careers, and uh, I don't know what the the statistic uh, today with uh, with all the the stress and pressure that teachers are under. My wife it, it, my wife is a school teacher, and it's just really difficult. Um, I also read that up to fifty two percent of medical professionals experience burnout in their in their careers, and that ha- that number has to be uh, a lot higher. There's uh, I have family members in the medical profession and. Lots of people in my church are in in the medical profession, and I hear it from them. There's just a lot of people um, carrying carrying a a heavy load. And the thing that I, I notice is that these uh, professions are what they call caring professions. There's people who care for others, and you know during this time, if you're caring for other people and the the pressure is constant you experience uh, a lot of burnout. So so I want to talk to talk to you pastors because we are in a caring profession. We are people who help other people and we are most vulnerable at this time of experiencing burnout ourselves. So I just wanted to talk about a, a couple of different things in, in this topic of burnout. I want to talk about what causes burnout, what are the... Um, the signs of burnout and also how to how to heal from it. So let's talk about the causes for a second. There there are several uh, causes, and this comes from um, a definition of burnout um, date back to 1975. Uh, Dr. Herbert uh, Freudenberger, who actually coined the phrase uh, burnout, this is how he. Uh, defines what what burnout is and the and the causes of burnout. He says that that burnout uh, the first cause is number one emotional exhaustion. Emotional ex- exhaustion is defined as the f- fatigue that comes from caring too much for far too long. So the fatigue of of caring too much that you you are caring uh, you have all these emotions you're caring for other people you're caring for for your 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 church members for your family for those who are hurting 
um, and you're you're emotionally exhausted because you're you're giving all your heart to help these people, and and fatigue sets in because you are caring too much for too long, and they call this the caretaker fatigue. You know, um, I um, in my personal life, I, I know how this feels because uh, my wife and I actually we we were caregivers for my my mother who was dying and she was sick. Um, we did hospice care in our home and she lived with us for, for about a year and a half as she was, as she was preparing to die. And I know what it feels like, like that fatigue It's just so emotional. You're emotional and you can handle it for a little while, but, um, you just get exhausted. You just get exhausted. And in ministry, that's, you know, we are, what we do is we show up for other people and we show up with compassion. We show up for the, for the moms who, who are taking care of these kids. So, so we, we want to give them compassion and empathy and a listening ear. And we want to encourage them. You know, we have people who are struggling with uh, health issues. So we want to show up for them and we want to care for them. We have other people who are trying to figure out their jobs, other people who are trying to figure out uh, parenting and all this other stuff going on. And, and, Heck, with all the social unrest, um, dealing with issues of, of, of uh, politics, dealing with the issue of racism and and all these different things of division of, of uh, you know, it's just crazy. And we we care for other people. We, we help people walk through these different difficulties in, in life. And I don't know about you, but you just kind of get tired. You just get exhausted. So that's one of the causes of, of burnout, emotional exhaustion. The second cause, according to uh, Dr. Freudenberger, is uh, he calls it depersonalization. Depersonalization is defined as the depletion of empathy, caring, and compassion. So the, um, my interpretation of, of what, what he's saying is this, that you, you start to not feel like a human being anymore. You start to not feel like um, you just start feeling like like you're uh, being used. You're not seen as a person anymore, and there's no more empathy. There's no more compassion, and basically you're 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 kind of numb. And what I see, how I see this in ministry, is um, people see you as a pastor. People see you as a leader. And no longer do, do people see you as a person. They don't see you as a husband who's trying to, you know, who has issues with your spouse. Um, they don't see you as a parent that has issues with with raising your own kids. Um, they don't see you as a even as just a normal person, a normal Christian who's trying to deal with your own doubts and questions about why God allows this or that to happen. And so, so. One of the um, causes of burnout is when you stop feeling like you're a person that is valued anymore and people don't care about your feelings, that you show up for other people, but other people don't show up for you. They just see you as a pastor and they're like, okay, hey, the pastor, he, you know, he, know, he has, um, he knows the answer. He doesn't need any help or he doesn't need any compassion because that's that's who he is. He's Superman. So you become a superhero and you are no longer just a person. You you know, so that's depersonalization. So that's one of the causes. 
depersonalization. So, so emotional exhaustion, number one. Number two is depersonalization. The third uh, uh, cause of burnout is the decreased sense of accomplishment. The decreased sense of accomplishment. Um, it's defined as a, a, quote, unconquerable sense of uh, futility. So th- it's a feeling that no matter what you do, it doesn't make any difference. That, you know, you you work and you do stuff, but nothing ever changes. And you just feel like you, you question, like, what am I doing this for? Am I really making a difference? I, I give my heart. I, I've been at this ministry thing for you know, for a decade, and it seems like I'm not making any difference. And, and it's, it's really, you know, it's uh, for pastors, it could be really sad, because I, one of the things that I notice is that um, for a lot of, a lot of churches, their, their ministry has shrunk, you know, they said, on average, um, churches have, have, have uh, shrunk by by 30 to 50%. Um I know of several pastor friends of mine who just closed down their church. I mean, they just they just closed down and they left and just in the past couple of months and they were healthy and strong. But but through this covid thing they're they just quit their the church didn't make it. And, you know, it's just really, really unfortunate. And there's this decreased sense of accomplishment. Like, what, what did I accomplish? Like, I gave my heart all these years. What what difference did did it make? Those are the uh, uh, three common causes of burnout, emotional exhaustion, depersonalization, and number three, a decreased sense of accomplishment. You know, I don't know about you, but I, I, when I read that list, I'm like, man, I am, uh, that's me. Like I'm three for three where I feel like uh, my, my emotions are getting kind of weary that whole depersonalization thing, you know, get really discouraged when, when, you know, people don't see me as a person and the lack of accomplishment, like, what am I doing? Like I've, you know, I went to school. I have, I read all these books. I make the, you know, I create these sermons that no one listens to. And, and, uh, you know, I got, I got three Bible degrees that no one cares about. The question, you know, I if we were sitting around uh, a table, I I would ask you like, which one of these three do you struggle with the most, or which one of the, these three describes where you're at? Yeah, I I don't know. I think for myself, um, it's probably that that emotional exhaustion, just caring for other people. You know, it's just so hard to 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 um feel to express compassion for for this long so yeah if if you see these things like you gotta you gotta realize that these this leads into into burnout emotional exhaustion depersonalization and the decreased sense of accomplishment so i want to give you some signs that maybe you are experiencing burnout right now, or maybe, maybe that you are dangerously close, that you're headed towards burnout. So I'm going to give you a little diagnostic, give you 10 signs, and 
what inspired this was um, I read a blog post by Carrie Newhoff. I want to give a shout out to, to uh, Carrie Newhoff there. And uh, um, he has a great podcast. Um, he, he writes and speaks, and I'm a big fan of his. Carrie uh, um, experienced a deep ministry burnout maybe a decade ago, and he, he writes openly about it in his books, and, and he's written several um, blog posts. Uh, about this. So um, he, he, he wrote a list of uh, detailing what he experienced um, in his, uh, in what, while he was going through his ministry burnout. And I took that list and I kind of rearranged it and uh, made it into a, a little bit of a diagnostic and just questions. I'm going to ask you 10 questions and, and maybe if you experience all 10 of these things, uh, I would say, um, you need to talk to someone like you need to do something about it because you're headed towards a, a dangerous, um, you're on a dangerous path. So uh, here's a diagnostic to see if you are in burnout or headed towards burnout. So 10 questions. So let's, let's see, let's see how you do. Um, number one, I mean, this is a test you don't want to, you, you don't want to excel in. <laughs> Hopefully the answer is no on all these things, but, um, but let's just see where, where we're at. Okay. Um, first question, diagnostic question is, has your motivation faded? Has your motivation faded? Specifically talking about ministry, you know, think back um, when about ministry, you, you're, you're passionate, you're driven. You're the most committed person on the staff, and, and everyone's following you because because of your passion. But now it, it seems like the passion has run dry, and and you know it used to be the thing that 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 uh, fueled you, and it's it's no longer there. Like you, like everything is hard now. You you know you have to motivate yourself to even just do the simple things that, that you used to get excited about. You know, you used to love preaching. You used to love talking about God and counseling and leading. Now you're just like, ah, it's just a chore. You, you've lost your motivation to serve God. So first question is, um, has your motivation faded? Uh, question number two is, uh, do you feel numb most of the time? Do you feel numb? Is, is your main emotion numbness? Like you, you don't, you don't feel the highs and the lows anymore. You just feel numb. And you know, th this could be a real sign that you're headed towards burnout because what's happening is your heart is trying to regulate itself, trying to protect itself because you're experiencing a lot of emotional highs and lows. But, but what it's doing is it's, it's, uh, you're becoming, you know, your soul, your heart's becoming cauterized and you just start feeling numb. You no longer feel the highs and lows. You don't feel the joys, but you don't also feel the, the, the sadness of people. You're just like, yeah, you know, I saw, I saw another, I talked to another person who's, you know, getting a divorce, you know, well, you know, it's just life. And you see someone, you know, have a huge praise. And you're like, ah, oh, well, whatever. And you don't celebrate. You know, you're not um, excited for people. And when you hear a sad story, you're like, yeah, well, whatever. That just happens. So do you feel numb? Is that your main emotion now? So that's um, question number two. Uh, do you feel numb? Uh, question number three is, are you withdrawing from people? Are you withdrawing from people? I'm not talking about those of you who are um, introverts, 
Um, but just in general, you just find people draining. I mean, of course, there's people out there who are just naturally draining, and that's just, no, I don't know, maybe that's <laughs> that's their spiritual gift or something that God put them in the world, you know, uh, to do that. But they're, but I'm not talking about just dealing with with difficult people. I'm just saying, you just find everyone draining. You're just withdrawing from people and, you know, you're, you're not talking to your spouse. You're not talking to your kids. You're not talking to ministry friends. And when you do, you're not sharing your heart. Um, you're no longer being vulnerable and real with people. And what you do is you find yourself in, in a fantasy world of, of, you know, YouTube and, and, um, whatever, playing video games and, and, you're just not not there. You're not present. You're withdrawing from people, and uh, if that if that's uh, where you're at, that's a, that that could be a sign that you're headed towards uh, burnout. So, question number three is: Are you withdrawing from people? Uh, question number four: Do little things make you disproportionately angry? Do little things make you angry? You know, you start losing your cool over tiny little things. Like I honestly, I see this in myself. I got, um, I got two daughters at home. They're both teenagers and I don't know what it is. Like little, little things. Like I, I noticed my, my daughter was like, why are you so grouchy or why, why are you mad? And it's like little things like, you know, someone, the, you know, um, they look at me wrong or they roll their eyes and I just like, I fly off the handle. I'm no, I'm not patient and little things get, get me frustrated. Um, you know, I mean like the cat does something and I just like, ah, you know, I get mad at the cat and just, just little tiny things just like, like it used to bug me. I mean, it just bugs me. It's like, where did that come from? Like I have no more, no more patience. Um, and that's a sign you know, like little, like small, small, tiny things. Like I, like I get mad at, at the, you know, uh, watching sports, you know, it's like, ah, it's no, it's not why, you know, it's just like people get me mad. And like, why is that? Why is that? You know, maybe if that's you, that, that could be a sign that um, there's certain things going on under the surface that need to be attended to. So number four, do little things make you disproportionately angry. Number five, um, uh, the question is, are you becoming more and more cynical? Are you becoming more and more cynical? You know, this is really, um, uh, it could be really difficult. You know, it's, it's one thing about being cautious, but but cynicism is is just you just see the negative in everything and every you know it's hopeless and you you see you see people and you judge them you 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 judge the intent of their heart and it's just you know just being cynical you just look at the world you look at 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 people and you're like oh, I know they're I know what they're gonna do you know um, so we, we we judge people we group everyone together and, and we, I don't know, it's just as prejudice. We predetermine how we feel and everything is going to like, like everything is going to be terrible, right? Cynicism is just assuming the worst in everyone. 
assuming the worst in every situation. It's like, ah, oh, this is not going to work out. Let me tell you, someone comes up with an idea and you say, ah, you know what? That's not going to work out. Let me tell you why. And that's your first um, gut reaction is, is like, that's not going to work. Um, and it's, it's kind of like a, a hopeless, despairing outlook, right? So the question is, are you becoming more and more cynical? If you are, could be a sign that you're headed towards burnout in ministry. And uh, question number six is, do you feel unproductive? That you feel like your productivity is, is, is dropping. You have a, um, you, you feel like you don't accomplish anything. Like what, what used to take you, you know, a couple of hours to, to do, you know, the put together, um, you know, uh, sermon worship service or, or something that used to take you, you know, a certain amount of time. Now it takes you twice as long, three times as long, and it's not even as good. And it's like, why? Like, man, I'm not productive anymore. Like I can't accomplish anything because, you know, you're like, do you find yourself being um, unproductive, just feeling like, man, I, I can't, I can't do this. I can't, I, I, I used to, this used to be so easy for me, but now it's just so hard. So do you find yourself being less productive? Question number six. Question number seven is, are you self-medicating? Are you self-medicating? So this is the thing. Self-medicating is, is I guess, is a technical term, but it, it's it, the way I see it is that it's a um, it's coping mechanism. It's like when there's certain things going on out there um, and you feel low, you feel bad, you reach for something to make yourself feel feel better. So some people reach for, for um, alcohol. Other people reach for you know, um, sexual sin, pornography, drugs. Um, uh, like here, here's a little confession. You know, I, I like to eat, you know, when I start eating really, really bad, you know, sugary sweets in the middle of the night, I know that I'm, I'm self-medicating. So th those are certain ways we self-medicate, but, but, but it's not just, um, those vices, those, you know, eating or drinking stuff, but we, we can self-medicate by, um, YouTube. We could self-medicate by, by plan angry birds or candy crush or, or going on Twitter or like different things that give you that dopamine uh, hit in your brain to make you feel a little bit better. I mean, that's, that's why they, they say like video games and social media is, is addicting because, you know, when you get to that next level where someone um, comments on, on something you post, you feel this little dopamine hit and you feel like someone approves or you accomplish something. And it's just a way of, uh, of self medicating and making yourself feel better. So if you're reaching towards other things, um, external things to, to make you feel better, uh, maybe, maybe your you, that's your way of self-medicating and that's a sign that you are headed towards, towards burnout. So that's question number seven. Uh, question number eight is this, have you lost your sense of humor? Have you lost your self sense of humor? Like you, you don't laugh anymore. You don't find things funny. You used to 
you used to, you know, watch uh, stupid videos and laugh and watch um, sitcoms and you joke around with with your friends. And now it's just not funny. Like you don't you don't laugh anymore. You you feel I don't know, like, man, everything is stupid. Like, like what what you used to laugh at. You watch today, you're like, man, that's stupid. And if you, that's a sign. If you feel like you've lost your sense of humor, that you can't laugh, you can't be silly and dumb, you can't laugh at yourself, that could be a sign that, that you're headed towards burnout. Okay? That's number eight. Question number eight. Have you lost your sense of humor? Uh, question number nine, diagnostic question, is this. Are you always tired? Are you always tired? Like you just, you're just dragging each and every day. And it, it really doesn't matter how much sleep you get. Like, cause you could, you could sleep in and you wake up and you're still tired and you could take a day off and have a Sabbath and do nothing and still feel tired. Like, like no matter what happens, you, you used to be like resilient. You used to be able to bounce back no matter, you know, you, you have a, 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 um, a strenuous, uh, season of activity and you're really tired. And, but after a little while you, you, you would bounce back really quickly, but now, you know, there's no springiness to your bounce and, and you, you you get low, but you don't bounce back. You're just always tired. There's no more energy. You used to, what, what used to work to refuel your, your soul no longer does its magic. And, and you just, you're just always tired. Right. I mean, that could be a sign that you're always tired. And then the the final question, number 10, a diagnostic question to see if you're experiencing burnout or headed towards that way is, do you feel used and underappreciated? Do you feel that way? Do you feel like like there's this growing sense of bitterness of saying, you know what? They people don't appreciate me. Like people don't know what I do for them. People don't know what it's like to be me. I feel I feel like people use me, right? So, do you feel that way? Do you feel like, man, no, like, hey, no one in the church cares about me. I do all this stuff, and, and you start to become um, a little bit bitter. Um, you know, you ever you ever feel that way? I mean, some of these things are just normal parts of life. I mean, but it's it's about the, I guess the having all these things uh, surface at the same time, but also the, uh, the level of intensity that you feel. So let me go over those, um, those 10 uh, questions again about to see if you're experiencing um, burnout. So question, question number one in our diagnostic is, has your motivation faded? Has your motivation faded? Question number two is, do you, feel numb? Do you feel numb? Is numbness your, your primary emotion? Three, are you withdrawing from people? Are you withdrawing from people? Four, do little things make you disproportionately angry? Five, are you becoming more and more cynical? Six, do you feel unproductive. 
Seven, are you self-medicating? Eight, have you lost your sense of humor? Nine, are you always tired? And 10, do you feel used and underappreciated? If I, if I look at these things, um, it's a good reminder for me they're signs. They're, you know, the the warning light on my dashboard um, lights up, and I said, "Okay, I, I see some of these signs pop up in my life. Therefore, I I need to I need to go and and get this looked at. I need to deal with this. And so, I want to encourage you if if you see some of these things in your life that maybe this is a sign that you should go talk to someone. If it's really bad, I. I think you should talk to a, a professional and, and to, to take a look at it. So what do you do? If, if you see these things in your life, what do you do? In, a couple episodes back, I, I, I talked about this thing. I called it HEAL. You know, how do, how do you heal your weary soul? And I've been working on that little acronym, HEAL. And, and I, want to, um, I want to bring that up again because I've been tweaking uh, just the, that framework. I've been using that at our church with, with our church members. But I, I want to apply it more to you, to pastors out there, right? So, so what do you do if you feel like you're, you're experiencing burnout? So um, you need to heal. You need to heal. The, the word heal, H-E-A-L, is an acronym for four, four things you got to do. Um, and the H stands for honesty. Uh, just be honest. Like you need to, you need to be honest uh, where you're at to, to say, you know what? I'm not doing well. And give yourself permission to be honest with, with yourself, with God, with other people. And just, you know, you just got to admit it, that, that it, first you need to be honest with where you're at. Be honest, really, uh, be honest with yourself. I guarantee you, if you're going through this, other people already know. Um, and you're kind of the last one to the party. Um, if you were to show yourself, you know, to be honest with yourself, and start talking about it openly, I'm sure that other people would, would recognize it and um, really respond well. So the first step is honesty. Like stop, stop trying to, to cover it and push it down, push your emotions down, pretend that you don't have, you're not dealing with these things, okay? So H is honesty. Um, e is, uh, stands for empathy. It, it means to, to show yourself empathy. We're good at showing other people empathy and terrible at showing ourselves empathy. It's crazy because we, we say kind and encouraging words to other people, but the words that we say to ourselves as pastors are really, really mean and judgmental and really um, destructive, untrue. Like, like if... If you had a member in your church that would say the things that you say to yourself, if they if if a person came to your church and said out loud what you say to yourself to other members of the church, you you would kick them out. You would kick them out out of the church. You're like there's no place for that type of anger and meanness and and 
judgmentalism here. I mean, just think about the things that that we say to ourselves. You're you're stupid. You're a loser. No, like you can't do this. No one's no, you know, like no one cares about you. You're always you're always going to do this. You're always you're such a mess up. All these things that we say to ourselves um, are terrible. And we don't show ourselves any empathy. You know, we, we, we tell ourselves, man, only only weak people uh, deal with these things. Right. So so um, step two in that healing process is to show yourself empathy, to say it's OK. It's OK. Like, I'm not the only one. And this is the thing with empathy. I, I mentioned this before, is that. If you refuse to show yourself empathy, guess what? You have no, it, it, it eliminates the, your ability to show empathy and compassion to other people. Because like, if you don't show yourself empathy, you start to, you start to become bitter. So, so what happens is like, you know, you, you, you stuff down your emotions and you don't complain and you, you, but when you see someone else start complaining, you, you, you look at them, you're like, well, who are you? Like, why, why are you complaining? You know, so you lose the ability to show empathy and compassion to other people when you don't show empathy to yourself. But the opposite is true, is if you show yourself empathy, it actually increases your ability to, to be empathetic to other people. And you can show up for them and, and say, you know what? I, I, I know how that feels. Yeah, I, that, that really sucks. I know how that feels. So that's step two is um, being empathetic. Uh, step three is um, abiding, like get along with God. Uh, in Psalm, I mean, uh, Isaiah 40, verse 31, it says, those who hope or those who wait upon the Lord shall, shall renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will, will run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not, not be faint. And you know, it's when we abide with, with God, he gives us, he gives us new strength. He gives us new strength. So have you been abiding? And maybe, maybe that's the first step. Have you been abiding? You know, go to God, run to God. Like he's your, he's your loving shepherd. He's your father, right? Just sit, sit with him and, and tell him how you're feeling. Take some time to abide. And the letter L, I, I, I changed this. Um, earlier, I said that L stands for, for looking deeply and, you know, looking at God. And, uh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll put those ideas that I taught about looking deeply. I'll connect it with abiding, but I, I've been realizing something that I, I've been missing out on um, in my own life is that the importance of, of community in healing. And so uh, I'm changing the letter L to, to um, leaning on others, leaning on others. This is something that pastors, we pastors, uh, don't do so well. We, we tell our church members that they need to be involved in community, to have, you know, have accountability, have, uh, uh, you know, have uh, stretcher bearers, but we're not good at following our own advice. We have to lean on others. You know, um, Galatians chapter 6, 
uh, says, you should bear one another's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. And the, the community is there to bear our, our burdens. And, but this is the thing. We, I, I, I don't know why pastors can get really bitter because we feel like, you know what, we're creating this church. We're trying to create this healthy community so that the people can be healthy and they could take care. But we feel like we're on the outside of that. For some reason, we feel like we cannot benefit from, we can't show up and benefit from the care of the community. So, Pastor, I just want to tell you, you got to lean on others. Like, lean on those people in your church. You got to tell them. You got to tell them, like, hey, I'm struggling here. Um, if you don't have a, a, a community uh, in your church that's safe, I would say reach out to some pastors, um, you know, in, in your in your networks, denominations, uh, in your city. If you don't have a community, hey, reach out to me. Uh, that this is kind of one of the things that I've I've kind of fell into, is that I like I'm I got this community of, of pastors that um, look to me for some encouragement, right? I, I I think it's just because I'm I'm real and I'm genuine and I, I tell people that I struggle with things and I feel like people think I'm a safe person, but I just want to tell you like if you don't have people, hey, reach out to me, give me. Uh, Look me up, uh, shoot me an email. Website is tndone.net, T-H-I-E-N-D-O-A-N.net. And reach out to me. And uh, I, if you, you know, we could talk. We could talk if you don't have people. So that's what I want to encourage you with, okay? If you're experiencing burnout, you got to take steps to, to heal. Heal your weary soul. Be honest. There's honesty. Empathy. Show yourself some empathy. Learn to abide and lean on others. Lean on others. Well, I, I hope I hope this has been helpful to you. And I'm praying that if you're going through just a you know, dark night of the soul, um, I just want you to know you're not alone, that there you're not alone in this. You have a loving Heavenly Father, a loving shepherd, that he, he could be trusted. He can be trusted. You know, in Psalm 23, David is taking comfort in, in seeing God as his shepherd, says, the Lord is my shepherd. And then he says, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. And he says, he's leading me. And you got to think of, of, of God as your shepherd because, and he's leading you down these paths and all these paths, these are paths of righteousness, right? But sometimes the path leads to green pastures, still waters. But sometimes the path that God has us on leads us right through the valley of the shadow of death. It leads us right to the presence of our enemies. Um, but but he's still our good shepherd, right? So you gotta you gotta realize that that you gotta take encouragement in that 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 you, God hasn't abandoned you. That you, 
you're the, you're where you are because he wants you there and he hasn't abandoned you again this is uh tian doan and thank you for listening to the struggling pastors podcast and i'll talk to you soon god bless you